This thing's fucking wobbly and jerky. Sorry, Dark Horse Live, episode 79. The microphone is falling apart on the season finale. Going to get this shit fixed before next year. Holy shit, she's wobbly. All right. Uh, season finale, it's over for the year. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in um, tonight on the show. Masonic, as requested, we put up a request thing, and overwhelmingly, it was Masonic that people wanted to hear from, so we got them. Um, yeah, but uh, before we do that, I want to talk about Dark Owl. Let me put this out of fast. Sorry. Um, Dark Owl. This shit happened. There you go. Uh, shit happened. Uh, Black Friday, we dropped them. It was fucking overwhelming response. I'm totally humbled and amazed. I think I know I could speak for dads too that we were just shocked at the uh, the the support and the amount of people that hooked it up. I think I uh, just really got to say thanks to everybody that helped came out and packaged. Blue came out and packaged all the way from Cali. And the team and BK and uh, Vicky helped too, but there was like eight fucking bags of eight hefty bags of fucking orders. I think it took two loads of cars to get them to the post office. It was post office people officially fucking hate me. I walked in there, I was just like, yeah, where do you want two truck loads of fucking orders? They're just like, what the fuck? And uh, apparently I didn't do it the right way because they have a whole system. Where they're like, are they sorted? I was like, I don't, I didn't sort shit, lady. This goes all over the world. Enjoy this. And it was fucking. I don't know. I'm sure they hate their life right now. But anyway, let's give away a couple Dark Owls. Caesar brought in some things to give away. So let's go ahead and go to free shit. It's free! Right now, let's give away a package of each. Marathon and Bruce Banner. Marathon OG Auto. Uh, Femme Auto and Bruce Banner Auto. Let's do uh, Sorry Post Office. Send an email to darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com in the subject line. Right, Sorry Post Office. And I will pick the 79th person. And Caesar, give me another number. 97th. 97th person. You will both get two packs. Two packs each. Four packs in total. I didn't get permission to do that with Dad's, but we just gave away four packs. There you go. You're not giving away mine, are you? Oh, I thought you wanted to give them out. Those are... No, mine as in the seeds that I wanted to buy from you. Oh, no, no, no. You are good. Also, these are still up. Like promo i guess these are still up on the seabazaar.com there's a couple hundred hundy left and they're probably gonna not be up very long i think they're gonna either take them down and move them at trade shows or sell them to seed banks or something but i would probably get your orders in before saturday because we might close the old store down that's how dads like to do business Let's keep the store open for a week and then shut it down and make you want for it some more so don't miss out there you go free shit going up some people you have to be a member to get it now no it premium is uh uh, the exclusive drop was Friday till Sunday, but as of Sunday night, anybody can buy them on the C Bazaar right now. Cbazaar.com, go check them out. Get some uh, Bruce Banner Femme Autos. Okay. Um, what else we want to talk about before we... Fuck it, let's just go to Masonic before we wrap up the... And we'll do a, a year-end wrap-up at the end. Giveaway at the end, too. And we want to do a giveaway at the end, too, yeah. But uh, let's check out uh, Big Mace coming down, being on the show, or I should say zooming in, basically. We had a technical glitch about two minutes in, but we got it sorted out, and the video's video's pretty good. So, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't see the video. I preloaded it, but 
Oh, wait, here we go. We good. My bad. All right, everybody, here we are, Mr. Mace Sonic Smoker. Um, Big Mace, thanks for coming on the program, man. Uh, highly requested, many times requested. But, um, yeah, thanks for being here, dude. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you've seen the show. I've seen you in the chat before, but uh, we kind of always start at the beginning. Uh, how do, were you, were you Compton, like, since birth? How, where do we start, man? Yeah, I mean, I'm from originally from South Central Los Angeles, which is right next door to Compton. I grew up on 111th in Avalon. I was born at St. Francis in Linwood. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much from the hood. I mean, South Central LA, Compton are uh, adjacent to each other. But uh, I moved to Compton when I was like 18. But I was prior to that, I was in South Central LA my whole life. Gotcha. So. I'm going to kind of forego the first time you smoked weed and all that kind of jazz. I'm kind of getting tired of that question. Where I want to start is I've heard this story a little bit from you, but you're working at Rite Aid. You're in a Rite Aid parking lot smoking weed and watching someone's live or some shit like that. And you make the decision, I want to, I want to change my shit up. I want to basically make seeds. I want to grow flour. I want to change my life. So take me from... A guy that's working at Rite Aid, you don't have to say your age or anything, but uh, you're a younger cat, guy working at Rite Aid, or Rite Aid, and now you're like, fuck it, I'm going to get in this marijuana game. And uh, yeah, just start me there. All right, so I worked at Rite Aid. I quit about trying to catch every bit. All right, so... Every street. Uh, technical difficulties, everybody. Chop it up real quick, but um, I'm going to go right back to that question. Rite Aid, you're working at Rite Aid. Take us from there. All right, so Rite Aid. I worked at Rite Aid for five years. I quit about two years on good on good amends. Like I didn't just like say fuck everybody. I quit. I'm I'm a breeder or whatever seed maker. Life's good. I I, I put in my two weeks. I toughed it out to the last hour, and I said bye to everybody. But you know, I've always had a job. I've always worked you know forty hours or more throughout the week, and I always grew on the side. I grew for myself. To smoke weed, point blank period. Maybe get a couple ducats, but all in all, I grew because I like the plant. So five years I worked at Rite Aid, you know, uh, would wake up, tend to plants, go to work. And I did this for five years, you know, building my dream on the side. And, you know, say three, four years into the company as I'm building my, my you know, safe to say I built Masonic seeds or the smoker, the whole persona while at Rite Aid, probably two years into the company. So like the last three years, I was just, you know, I would I would tell the boss like, yo, I'm, I'm every month I would need to go somewhere. And he'd be like, what do you do, man? Like, why do you always need to go to Barcelona? Why do you always need to go to Oklahoma? Why do you always need to go to Colorado? And I'm just like, you know, I, I sell t-shirts, man. People really like my t-shirts. So I was living this double life for so long. They knew, but they never asked and they never got the, the answer out of me because I was really secretive about my my uh, my side dream. But uh, yeah, I would just hustle and bustle, create my, you know, my dream, work on my dream until it made sense to leave. Uh, I would always get phone calls. I'm counting pills, getting paid $25 an hour, counting pills, typing prescriptions for a living. And I'd get a phone call every day. I'd get a phone call. Yo, you know, 
thousand dollar opportunity, two thousand dollar opportunity. You know, talk to this guy, talk to that guy, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm at work, I'm at work. So that was like my how everything happened. Eventually, it didn't start to make sense. Like I was busier, and I had to be more accountable towards my Masonic side of the world as opposed to Rite Aid. So I just found a balance where I was comfortable enough to be like, all right, like the Masonic shit is for sure going to be worth more. So I didn't just go balls deep. Like I made sure that I set a steady foundation for my dream. And then I jumped a hundred percent onto that, but safe to say Rite Aid helped me establish myself by, you know, just having a job to fund my actual dreams and whether it be indoor, you know, setting up the indoor, buying soil, buying nutrients, buying seeds, whatever I needed as far as funds were concerned, I did it all through Rite Aid. Why the name uh, Masonic Smoker? Masonic Smoker, uh, it, it has nothing to do with Freemasonry. I'm not a Freemason. It, it's it's kind of like a play on words. It's kind of dumb, honestly. Like it, it, it almost doesn't correlate, but I kind of made it stick and it's kind of an original idea, idea as far as like a name is concerned and, I, and I'm a guy that kind of sticks to his guns so I, I rocked with it but the name stems from I'm literally taking a poop uh, burping jars of mason jars and I'm creating my Instagram handle all at the same time so it just kind of Masonic smoker like it all just kind of naturally happened and I just stuck to it has nothing to do with Freemasonry and everything to do with uh, mason jars so Masonic smoker that's where the name stems from that's kind of my origin story so talk to me about these t-shirts because um i remember when they first dropped i actually have one with a chicken on it we kind of have it on screen but uh they're all different variations of chickens but uh well, i shouldn't say that they have a shit ton of different variations of shirts but what led you to doing the shirts was it always kind of sort of a cover for you in a way or was it like you really are artistic and wanted to make you know shirts and sell them supreme style because they're fucking high dollar shirts so I, I've always, uh, since I was a kid, I've always had that like, yo, what if I did this? Yo, what if I did that shirt? Or that would look dope on a shirt. So when I got older, I just started throwing shit on shirts. And, and it was kind of like everybody had seats for sale, right? I'm talking three, four years ago. Everybody had seats for sale. Everybody was charging 100 bucks. So it's all like that's kind of what the, like, the user, like 100 bucks must be good seats. So I kind of played into that and, you know, uh, you know, not only do you get a pack of dope seeds from me, but you get this fly ass shirt. So that kind of helped me a lot. And I did this three, four years ago. Like, you know, yeah, maybe maybe the seeds weren't worth 100 because I wasn't an established breeder. And, and, you know, I just didn't have that much of a portfolio. But check it out. There's this dope ass T-shirt and, and, you know, you get the both things. So it's kind of like a whole package. That kind of played into, and yeah, you are right, like kind of like a cover. I used to do a lot of international shipping. Uh, you know, ah, shit. We did some stuff that we sent around the world, and it was easier to send with a T-shirt than just straight in the bag, safe to say. Got you. And, Got you know, you. product placement, make a T-shirt, look where we're at today. So I'm jumping forward a little bit, but um, you eventually open a store. And it's right there uh, yes. in L.A. And you eventually open a store with a bunch of T-shirts in it and other stuff like comic books and all kinds of shit. But you become, I'm just curious as to your evolution because 
like you you kind of become this cult figure in cannabis where your following is strong, man. Like we can get into a little bit of some of the trolls that you've did a little bit in the past and other things, but at the same time, like you now have this like large following to the point where you basically have opened a store. And um, talk to us about you know what's in the store, what you do at the store. You have comic books, you got shirts, you got all kinds of shit, you got weird specials. Um, yeah, how, how so, did the store so this, happen? The shirt, uh, the, the the store kind of happened. Uh, I another thing, I've always wanted a storefront as a kid. I always wanted to sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards. Like this was always a dream of mine. So it kind of. I don't have a Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon storefront, but I have a storefront and it's kind of like the same thing. I still have to maintain it. I still have to make sure we make our nut and we make money on top of that. But uh, the store has turned into like a club of some sort. We have our regulars that come every weekend. We, we sit down, we powwow, you know, uh, people come from all around the United States on, on the weekends and, you know, they come and say hi. So instead of another thing the store is like every every time you know at least three times four times out the week i get a dm saying hey masonic we should hang out hey masonic i'm from i'm i'm coming in from puerto rico or i'm coming in from canada and i'm in town well i i necess- i don't have a place for them to come i don't want nobody at my house i don't want nobody at my farm i don't want to meet nobody in a parking lot so the store became a perfect place to kind of like oh you're in town meet me at the store. Like there's no excuses now. So like, if you really want to see me three days out the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm chilling on Fairfax Avenue, which is like, like safe to say the most popping Avenue in all of California, Los yeah, Angeles, like maybe even LA, the United yeah. States. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty popping, you know? Yeah. So, and, and, and here we are, you know, uh, doing the same thing kind of, it's kind of like a, a safe haven, a, a club of some sort. You know, of course, we got to make our money. So, like, it just became this a destination, kind of like a like people do pilgrimages to not like a pilgrimage, like they don't get their family and put them on a on a freaking a bandwagon to go, but like they go out their way to visit the store. When they go to L.A., they make sure that Masonics on Fairfax is on the list. When they think of L.A., Masonics. So it's kind of become this landmark. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. We had a shop on Fairfax years ago, and yeah, it's definitely like the Green Mile of LA. It's sort of the weed street, if you will. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool that you guys or that you were able to sort of parlay your love of the shirts and even the Pokemon, all the stuff, the weird stuff that you sell. Like I say the comic books stuff. You have custom comic books. You have all kinds of shit. Like you're an artistic kind of guy, that's for sure. Um, but I guess let's talk. Uh, just uh, let's just go straight to Wilson. I'm jumping all over the place, but Wilson is probably your most well-known strain, I would say, probably your Bruce Banner, if you will. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Wilson, where it comes from, maybe your relationship to Oni, and I think because I think there's a little correlation there. But uh, you gotta, yeah, go ahead and let you take over from there, Wilson. All right. So so Wilson is Wilson F1 is banana OG papaya, which is a papaya femme from Oni that was whipped together by Harry Palms, AKA Bloom Seedco. So that's what, that's the mom of Wilson was seed stock from Castaway, which is banana OG papaya, crossed to Tropicana F2, which is made by Oni Seed Company, by Oni. 
So that's what Wilson F1 is. It's castaway OG papaya from Femstock, from Seedstock that I grew and found myself and hit to a Tropicana F2 male from Oni that I grew and found myself. So everything was made from seed. I didn't grab a papaya clone. I didn't grab Mountain Trop. I did all this shit from the scratch. So uh, that's what Wilson F1 is. Uh, banana OG papaya, Trop F2, banana papaya leaners, uh, no tangy in that progeny. And, you know, it works its way from there. So F1, F2, F3, safe to say there's no tangy in those varieties. Why? Um, Sorry to interrupt, but why Wilson? Why the name? Is it the... the Oni named it Wilson. So uh, Castaway Papaya is... is Castaway is called... Castaway is Banana OG Papaya, which is the mom of Wilson. So I'd imagine he named it as a play on words. You know, it's called Castaway and then Wilson and then next is Tom Hanks and Chuck Nolan and fucking FedEx plane. Like we could go on for days on uh, (laughs) the theme of Castaway, but that's, that's why I'd imagine he called it Wilson because the mom is called Castaway. Gotcha. So from there, you take yeah. it, and or you, I shouldn't say take it, you make it. Well, you take those ingredients and you make it. And uh, where, sort of, how does it launch? How does it become as big as it is? So, so Oni, at the time I had already had some seeds. I was already, you know, middlemanning seeds from Warp Genetics. I had found some males that I gave to a homie that Warp Genetics, and he flipped, uh, pollinated some shit and gave them back to me. So I was already doing my seed shit kind of like preemptively, like just, just doing it the way I want to do it. And then Oni's like, yo, you know, I see you did this, this, this castaway trap cross. You know, I was going to do that. Uh, like, can we work together? What's the deal? Like, and I'm just like, sure. Like, let's work together. He's like, okay, so we're going to test it. We're going to make sure it's good shit. And then I'll release it under my Oni banner. So, uh, you know, I, I went, through that rigorous route of, of, of putting my strain into testers hands and making sure it didn't harm and checked all the boxes uh, for a seed drop. And it did. So, you know, Oni kind of made sure that was set in stone. If it was up to me, nilly willy untested up in everybody's hands. I don't care. Like it's, it's a seed onto the next one, but Oni's like, no, 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 no. Like you have to, I had five other strains when I made the Wilson cross, I had, Purple Punch Papaya Trop. I had Dosido Papaya Trop, Three Chem Papaya Trop, and Fabuloso from Arcade Papaya Trop. And, you know, Wilson. And and he's like, you have these five strains that you made. Like, you have to pick one and you have to rock with it. And, you know, we're all sitting at a table and I'm like, Wilson. So I, I just got went home. I had a bunch of Wilson F1 uh, Mel's that were growing at the time. I grabbed one, did my first hybridization. And, you know, it's history from there. Uh, you know, later on, I, I grabbed some other F1s because I had like, you know, I wasn't keeping stuff around. I was just one and done, one and done. And then I grabbed some F1s, made the F2, uh, the F2 male and female. Those are the ones I've kept around going on like two, three years now. And that's what I do everything that I work with. But when people allude to Wilson, they say, yo, I'm smoking Wilson. Yo, I got Wilson. Yo, I'm growing Wilson. They don't mean a cut of Wilson. They don't mean like, yo, Mace has this dope ass cut of Wilson that's flowing around. They don't mean that. They literally mean like the idea of everything Wilson. Like, yo, I'm smoking Wilson. They could be talking about a Gelato 33 I95 Wilson hybrid. Uh, like, or, or just just like it transcended the, 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 the cut. Like, yeah, people go find their own cuts amongst themselves. They can go find a Wilson cut. There's people that find Wilson cuts and rename them Wilma and you know, things like that. But uh, Wilson became like bigger than just the strain. It became 
the idea of everything that has to do with it. Gotcha. Let's talk um, Terps. Like, you have uh, favorite Terps growing up or favorite strains growing up? What was the first strain? So that I grew go, up like, smoking stress. Smoking stress? In L.A. Stress is compressed brickweed with right. tons of seeds. So okay. I grew up smoking that, and then my buddy brought around some chronic, and that was, like, just the one – stop shop and then og kush came around the corner and it was a wrap smoked og forever and ever as a kid that's and then i went to santa cruz to visit my brother in college like in ninth or tenth grade and they had like all the other flavors and i'm just like nah i still want my og went back to la smoked og until you know maybe recently when i'm like 18 and i start growing and i just kind of just you know know more about the plant and fall in love with new flavors and things like that. You know, more flavors start to come out, be more prevalent. You know, there was OG, then there was cookies, and then there was fucking everything else in the world. So uh, I worked my way up the ladder as far as uh, being a LA kid smoking weed. You know, it went from stress to chronic to OG to the dispensaries <laughs> to where we're at now. What about right now? Do you have a favorite strain currently? What's your favorite shit to smoke right now? Uh, right now I'm smoking some... Fidel's Lamello. I'm not sure what it is, but it's it's really really good. That's why I grabbed it again to smoke it out of. Man, I'm 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 into everything. I like uh, honey banana Skittles, dosi dos, freaking. We can go down the list. Papaya. I'm I'm a fan of everything. I don't really exclude anything, but it's, if there's something that I really like and there was a bag of a bunch of stuff in front of me, give me the Skittles. I'll take the Skittles. I love me some Skittles. Yes, sir. Let's talk um, about your backyard if you will uh, it's it's the wild one man it kind of blows me away every time i see your instagram i'm just like holy fuck this kid is going for it um it's you got chickens back there which we already talked about yes. briefly you like chickens but uh, you got chickens running around your compton backyard and you've also i mean it seems to me i, I don't even i don't even want to say it but it seems to me like you're you must be in good with the neighbors or some shit because you have quite a setup going on back there and i'm like holy fuck How's that working out for you? How are you able to just bust out like that in Compton? So when I first moved to Compton, uh, we had our like backyard and I kind of just went like this <laughs> and I put one plant in the ground. Right. And then, you know, once that one grew the next season, I put two fingers out <laughs> and I just kept doing that. And I just kept multiplying and doubling up and doubling up till the point where it's just like, yeah, nothing fits anymore, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm cool with my neighbors. Uh, they've seen me grow up on that blocks as an 18-year-old all the way now to, what, like 30 years old? Sure. So they've seen me as, like, a kid with 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 a kid, with, like, a one-year-old baby, and then they see me 10 years later with, like, a grown-ass little man. And uh, safe to say they see me, they, they watch me grow up, and I was never, like, running amok. I never, like, if there's something that bothered the neighbor, I never was like, oh, like, try to explain to him why weed is good or nothing i was just like you know you don't like it it's gone so like uh for the most part they never got upset except this one time that i had a weed plant growing in the front yard in between both of our fences and he's like that's gotta go and i'm just like ah okay like like i got too much in the back like who cares like i'll, I'll let that one go but i'm such a I'm such a, a a stickler that i took cuts of that thing and i flowered it out in the back still so it's kind of kind of yeah. funny you're definitely an urban farmer how's the chicken thing go are you a chicken breeder officially or you just like chicken so, why do you have chickens 
Uh, I grew up with chickens around chickens with my grandmother. Uh, I would go to Mexico a lot and, you know, summertime, wintertime, she raised chickens. Uh, I just was always around chickens every year of my life. I'd be around chickens. And then I grew up and I got to do whatever I want. So I bought myself some chickens and I've been raising chickens for like 10 years now, you know, since I was 18. And uh, I've some of them had sex with each other from different breeds. And I have a silky hybrid with some other shit and they have like extra toes and shit like i did accidental chicken pollinations in my backyard yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure i got like chicken 20 chucking. of them running around You're officially chicken chucking back there i'm chicken chucking no doubt yeah. so you mentioned um when you were talking about the wilson and the breeding and kind of you, you said if it was up to you you would spit them out or whatever um what is your philosophy on that or breeding? I know it's a little bit different than most guys, and you've been you've taken some shit in the past for releasing untested gear, and you kind of wash your hands and move on to the next one. Like, what is your what is your philosophy on making seed, putting out F ones, untested F ones, and sort of moving on to the next one? And why do I you, think why I do think, you think that way? People wrap their head around too much around one thing like yeah i have untested gear but what about all the tested stuff like they just completely disregard that and it's more so like a you don't like you don't buy type of thing me as a grower i know for a fact that i i never like when i bought all of y east's crosses when i bought all of archives new expedition crosses like uh, maybe those aren't tested you know for i know those expedition ones but i don't that's not something i ask as a buyer you know, I just know that I'm tapping into new turp. I know that it's a hunt. I know that it's not promised, right? And and safe to say, uh, you know, the past three years that I've been chucking seeds, I've never had like an influx of or a crusade of people that are like trying to take me down. If anything, I've had the complete opposite, a, 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 a freaking bunch of people trying to lift me up because of what I do. So it's like the proof's in the pudding, unreleased untested gear that you know was when i released it now now it's tested is like placing in cups is dumping five to six percent i feel like me as a chef with my keeper stud that i've been hitting everything to where i know what it has to offer to the progeny like i'm i'm like bets are on it like i could give you this cross and and almost assure you that it's going to be good or great it's not like if i'm making a land race variety that might not be as good and it might just fuck up the whole progeny in, in whatever weird way. And, and I'm charging 300 to $500 a, a pop. No, it's like, I'm crossing all this dope shit. You know, I went out of my way to spend $2,000 on seed stock that normally that somebody normally wouldn't buy because they don't have those resources. I go home, I grow it. I use every piece of the Buffalo. I cross it to Wilson. I offer it to the public at $30, $60. So it's all like, and there's the tested stuff too. Right. So it's all like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you want, you don't, you don't like, you don't buy. You know, uh, you want stuff that dumps six, 7% that's tested? Go ahead, Banana Runs Wilson, GMO Wilson, uh, Castaway Wilson, the list goes on. Oh, you want new shit that nobody has that costs pennies on the dollar? Fucking, we got that too. So it's all like, people just wanna wrap their heads around all the stuff that they don't like. And, and, and it's bad because it's their ethics. My ethics are like, bro, this shit works. I've been doing it for three years. Uh, I don't feel bad. I sleep good at night. Like it's not, I don't think it's malicious. I think it's transparent. And uh, you know, if some people aren't transparent about it, they'll just 
they won't tell you. They also won't tell you. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a uh, take it or leave it. I I'm, I'm pretty transparent about everything. The untested gear, I can assure you it's going to be John blaze, just like all the untested shit that I released three years prior to that people loved. And, you know, it places at Emerald cup it, you know, when I go to all these, uh, hash, uh, debacles, there's always somebody entering my genetic. It's safe to say the proof's in the pudding, you know? Sure. Let me ask you about Instagram. You mentioned people lifting you up. You have a different philosophy with Instagram too, where you have probably more accounts than anybody I know. I think it's hilarious. I mean, you have, I think you have, you've been deleted a bunch too, but you have like always three or four different Instagrams. But I think at one point when I was following you, like the original account, one of your goals was to have like more posts than anybody. And I think you had like a, sh I mean, it was like 20, 30,000 for, I can't even remember what a big number is, but mine has always been somewhere around like a thousand to 2000. Cause I put a sale up and then I'll take that down later and I'll put it up, take it down or something like you just rocked out. I'd look at your post count. It'd be like 10, 20,000. So you're heavy on the gram. But uh, yeah, talk to me a little bit about Instagram and your philosophy on that. Is it all business on there? Is it? Um... So, so uh, you know, three years ago, I was close to 50K and I had like 50K posts. So it's like, <laughs> I do remember that. And uh, I would just ship posts. Like I would, I would go on 4chan. I would go on a random you laugh, you lose thread and save every image and repost it on my Instagram. And it's like, people are like, oh, he's so witty. Like, that's so, that's so, that's some smart humor, man. And it's like, dude, it's, it's 4chan. Like, like, I know you've never heard of it, but you know, this is where I'm from. And this is three, four years ago. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I don't find stuff that I used to find funny, funny anymore. Like safe to say, I used to get my rocks off, off insulting people. I'm like, who am I going to insult today? Whose attention am I going to, you know, who am I going to knock off their path today? And, and this was kind of my, sad to say like that was my my mo when i was coming up in the game just because the fact that these guys shouldn't have gave me the time of the day they should have just been like fucking troll and just gone on with their day but they're like nope i have to prove a point and they they lost every fucking time to this day because i'm just like I, I was just playing a different game but yeah i did used to do a lot of posts i did get deleted left and right because i would disrupt the the ecology or the ecosystem of you know instagram at any given time to this day it is it, it is like uh now it's like more draining i'm in a position where i'm chilling like i don't need to get anyone i don't need to rattle nobody but every now and then like i i i say something then i immediately regret it because life's good you know and it's just like it's weird nowadays it used to be like i used to fucking feed off that energy now now that shit gives me full-blown anxiety honestly sure i mean it's also been maybe a bit of a maturing process but maybe you're saying in a way that you utilize like the troll aspect and the memes and all the rest of the shit that you could to kind of come up and to build the following and to build the page and build the account but oh by the way all these people smoke herb and here's my offerings i have these shits but as you got deleted a few times your account is always they they rally right back and they find you and you literally you can get deleted and you'll be back with twenty thousand like immediately. So you have a real core following that follows you everywhere. Um, but I guess I'll roll that into another question, which I don't want to dig into it too deep, but I just want to touch on it because the the riot thing, like the you definitely trolled the shit out of riot. I thought it, honestly I don't like Matt Riot that much, 
we don't have to get too my <laughs> show's not about my personal shit or whatever but i was just like this is a fucking pretty good troll yeah, he trolled them off of instagram yeah you basically trolled them out of existence um and uh i don't know i don't know if anyone's asked you about it but what was the origin of that whole thing like why the fuck did you decide to kind of take matt right so, so so let me take you let's rewind a bit to oni seed company speakeasy being at the same Airbnb, Speakeasy is still an idea. It's not even a website or sold a seed yet. I'm in the same room like a fly on the wall. I'm watching Speakeasy, Woo, Oni, or whatever. They're trying to figure out how they work together. They end up working together. They end up breaking apart. Matt Riot ends up being involved, uh, facilitating it on the behalf of Speakeasy. Uh, I get fuck yous for being associated with Oni. And I'm like, wait, like, fuck me. No, fuck you. So like, that's kind of how that happened just by being a product of association with sure. Oni. Like they had no quarrel with me. They never bought a seed with me that messed up a room or I gave him a dirty clone or I took money off his table or I, you know, fucked his wife. None of these things. It's just like, oh, you know, you associate with him, fuck you. And and I'm better at telling people, fuck you. So that's kind of where I came in. It's just like, oh, no, 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 no. Fuck you. And this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, I, I kind of went to town with him. But uh, even that, like, I, I try not to, uh, I try not to get dirty like that anymore. No matter who it be, I just can't. That, that was, that was the last episode. You know, that was one of the final <laughs> that ones. Was the finale. You know, the grand yeah, finale. if you guys caught it, fuck yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Are you almost kind of saying in a way, well, let me just put it this way. I met you a long time ago at Tommy Chong birthday party or whatever. You just showed up with uh, IROC, kind of gate crashed us. And I was like, who the fuck is this kid? You're like, well, can we get in? And I was like, yeah, let him in. Let this dude in or whatever. But you weren't an asshole at all. You were like this really nice dude or whatever. And then on Instagram, you were kind of wiling out. And then you'd come into some shows and I'd see you and you're just this chill, super nice dude or whatever. And I'd almost sort of be like, this dude's putting on like a Muhammad Ali kind of like persona, like a Ric Flair kind of persona on the internet. But he's a different dude in real life. Would would you agree with that statement or Well, or well no? the thing is, the thing is on the internet, everybody's in the room, right? <laughs> so when we're in the room, it's just me and you. So I'm nice. But if there's a freaking weirdo in the room, I'm even in person, I'm gonna be like, Bloop, and you're gonna be like, whoa, like Ed, like you're a nice guy. Nah, not to fucking people that are mean to me. So that's kind of the case. You know, like I've been at Indo Expo running around the fucking expo, like trying to put hands on somebody. Like it's not, it's it's a it's just like that's who I am. I wear my my shit on the shoulder. It just so happens that when I was on Instagram and everybody had something to say, I would stop and acknowledge them as opposed to now where every day someone's trying to get my attention every day. Someone's mm -hmm. talking, you know, whether good or bad and I can't stop and, and, and just be like, you know, fuck you or thank you. It, it's, mm -hmm. I just got to keep pushing. But, uh, it used to be like, I didn't, ha I had more time. Now I don't got time for that, but, but you are right. Like on Instagram, I might, you might catch me on a post where I'm saying, you know, F this guy, you know, but you'll, you'll that guy will never be around in person. So you'll never see me act like that. <laughs> I but it. I am really nice in person. I'm like, I was like, don't test them. You know what I mean? But at the same person, at the same time, I would say, yeah, it's, there's a bit of a style. There's a bit of a style to your game, which is like, 
and I think your following also likes that about you, where you're rash and raw, and you know what I mean? Like, you'll say how you feel it is, and sometimes you probably put your foot in your mouth, sometimes it works in your benefit, you know what I mean? But uh, I think that's also what built you to who you are, you know what I mean? So is it a character, or is it your attitude? I, I think it's just my attitude. I don't think it's a character. The character would be when I'm telling you my seeds are the best in the world. Like, that's the character. That's you know, the normal shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. But I, I'm being I get satirical. That. Right. Word. Um, but, 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 like, when I'm acting and just me being me, I, I, that's just me. I, I don't think I, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a goofball. I do dance. I do love music. And I'm always cracking jokes i i can turn a serious situation into a laughing situation like it, it's uh i don't know i i just i i i'm, I'm me man i'm me yeah. I, I i don't i can't it's easier to be me than to put up a front and just go around especially on live like i'm live 24 7 you know <laughs> so it's all like oh let me put on this front you know it's all like it's better to clean up my act and 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 practice whatever front I'm going to put on than to, you know, put on a front. So like old Ed, you know, would talk a different way, would say words that he normally doesn't say, would make posts that he can't post no more. But that was real Ed, you know, and I learned that that wasn't cool. Like that's bad for business. And not only that, that's not really you, dog. Like you really don't feel that way. You're just trying to like make someone upset. And, you know, as I lived and I learned, I taught myself that, you know, it's easier to clean up your act and 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 not put up an act. If you don't mind me asking, uh, how old are you? I'm 29. Yeah, so you, you're still a young cat, and I think what kind of what you're talking about is just the evolution, dude. When I was in my, you talk about three years ago and stuff. When I was in my mid 20s to late 20s, I was a fucking dickhead. I was. That was I, three years ago. No, I said he, oh. it was three years ago for him. Oh, okay. But I was like, I wish it was fucking three years ago. But no, yeah, I mean, I was a dickhead. I really was. And like, there's a, a, a maturation process that sort of happens as you get a little bit older. You find a little bit of success here. You find some failures there. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I'm still an asshole. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Caesar stays an asshole, but. <laughs> grow up where I fucking grow up from. It would be an asshole. <laughs> oh. But no, let's get back to uh, your, your beans. Because you do um, like crazy deals like nobody I've ever seen. These deals are like. Buy five for 300 for like 15 and shit. I can't even. Caesar and I were arguing yeah. back in the day. I was like, no, no, he's selling packs at 300 for 15 beans. He's like, no, it's 15 packs for 300. I was like, what is this? What the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, you fully confuse me sometimes with these, with these deals you got going on. Explain yourself, please. All right. So, so plants make a lot of beans. I'm not sitting on these motherfuckers. Most of the times I'm not testing them. They're, they got to go. And they got to go at the best price so that we both leave happy. So that's where the five packs for 112 seeds in each pack comes into play. You know, people are so used to buying a pack for 100 and still getting a herm. Come buy five for 100 and get five herms. I'm just playing. But you get the point. It's just like, it's a, it's, it makes sense. I, I, I go. I go to people's houses that also make seeds and they have five gallon drums full of seeds. And I'm just like, you're a volume man. What are you doing? And they're just like, I don't know. And I'm just like, put those in people's hands. You know, people, most of these guys that buy seeds are collectors. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Everyone has a vault. Everyone has a suitcase. Most everybody I know has a collection. And a collection the only ones that most. aren't collectors are these dudes with farms in Oklahoma, Colorado, Oregon, where they actually do these huge fucking hunts. But for the most part, these guys are following an artist who's putting out art, and they want every piece of art that they like from him. And that's kind of where I step in with the seeds. You know, it, it might not be you know, the best, most expensive piece of art, but it's still a piece of art and it's going to be worth more as time goes by. It's like trading cards. Even if it was 20 bucks. Yeah, you guys both have the, you guys both have the Pokemon, Pokemon, I don't even know how to say it correctly, bug. Like, uh, how, how does one get into that and stay into that? And I'll ask both of you because Caesar's got the same problem. I shouldn't call it a problem. Same itch that Mace has. And you guys both dork out on this shit, and I don't get it. Like, what's it about? To me, it's a collector's It's a nostalgic, thing. man. Keeps you grounded. Reminds you of when you were a kid. Pretty Makes much. you feel good. So how early did you get into it? Eight? Six, seven, first grade. Okay, you guys have been doing it your whole fucking life. How big is your collection? Value-wise or size-wise? Both. Well, I don't tell me your value, but like, how many items do you have? Cards, whatever the fuck. If I had to stack binders from the table up... Probably like nine or ten binders high. Oh, tens of thousands of cards and shit. Probably tens what, of thousands. What's your collection looking like, Mace? Is it just cards or what? Like, is all this it's, just cards? Or do they have other it's, items? It, it's just cards. like my Wilson crosses, man. It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> you got everything. Okay, so you but got. It's just certain cards. Like Mace has a Delta Species Charizard. You have no idea what that is, but it's like a seven or eight thousand dollar card. Yeah, what's the most expensive piece you guys have? Pass me that top card, that 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 black lotus flower right there. You have a black lotus? Yeah, pass me that one. Just, just pass out. me the top one. I don't need all of them. That's like a hundred grand. What? We're about to get icy. It's a fucking hundred grand. Ooh, Caesar. Get it graded. All right. Well, we know what he's holding. What the fuck? Are you seven. I don't have 000? nothing to show, but I have a lot of stuff. <laughs> God damn. Just trumped him out on that one. Yeah, I can't beat that. All right, dude. You gotta get. You gotta turn that into a necklace like that YouTuber dude, the boxer kid. Yeah, turn that into a pendant or some shit. But Mace kind of got to the thing. Uh, he got to the barter system like right after I did. He just did it better than me because right during COVID, right before it happened, when everybody was going on lockdown, I was offering like you know barters and stuff like that. What's but that one, dude? That. That, that is a Shadowless Charizard. Grade what? What's the seven? It? It's a seven. Oh, seven. So probably like, probably like three or four. Still, it's still cool. I got comic books, but I'm not. I can't. can't None of your comic books, fucking match up to one card. Okay. I like comic books too. Okay. You utilize your Instagram for the books or whatever, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're kind of getting at the end of this thing. You've always uh, sold, I think, just direct to consumer, right off your website, or do you have C banks you fuck with? I've uh, I've always done direct to consumer. Uh, Seed banks have hit me up, and I've I've. I've never tested my shit, so I just never even like entertained that. I was just like, I got this. Like, let me handle it. And even to the point where it did get tested, at that point, I had already built up my my everything. Like, I already built my clientele. I already know how to do all this shit. Like, I don't need the seed bank. I don't need somebody to co-sign me. I've I've always just kind of <laughs> I just did it myself. I know people are like, I made it in the seed bank, and it's like. And to them, it's like, I made it. And I'm just like, nah, like that's, that's not how I do it. You know, I, I do it by just actually doing work and just being consistent and doing it for 
years and years and like that's when you made it not yo i'm in the seed bank i made it nah like you made a cross and it's in the seed bank like that's what you did but uh freaking when it comes to seed banks i i have friends like you know vegan he has some of my seeds but it's not like it's not like neptune or somebody that i i know neptune i could you know if i really really wanted to and i you know got all my shit and wrote all my notes and put together a nice package i could get into these places but in, in all honesty, but no disrespect to all the seed banks, but it's it's not my cup of tea. I can't see me giving half of my shit to somebody that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I get that. What's a shout out to your website so people can find your stuff? Masonicseeds.co. There you go. Caesar, you got anything on the way out? Uh, somebody wanted me to ask a question about, uh, I guess, you, uh, you had some autos out there, but they were photos, actually. So I did auto auto photo hybrids and they they weren't advertised as autos like uh so like when I did my auto photo Dasmafesto hybrids they were advertised as photos that were bred with autos. Okay, so just Does that make sense? Power. Yeah, so just fat Yeah. Okay. So so even Daz himself has some of them. He he actually chimed in a while back. He said he's trying to work an auto line with some of the Wilson auto hybrids that I made to make some washers and I'm like that's cool but I I people like to hear what they want to hear and then like spew it out one thing about me is I don't talk about shit that I don't know about and I'm quick to like if I don't know I won't talk about it. and if I'm wrong I will admit to it and that's like that's rare because I don't talk about shit that I don't know about so it's like you know, even like I had a video the other day with uh, James Loud after Free Seed Day, and I and I and I I kind of asked James about like, yo, Gino phenotypes, and they're like, oh, he doesn't know, and he's trying to explain. I'm like, no, like I'm learning right now while sitting next to him on the fucking interview. But people are like, he ask him about genotypes and pheno. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm a fucking student before anything. I'm always a student, even like with this the KNF certificate. People come and they ask me like, yo, Mace, teach me about natural farming. I'm like, nah, I got all the right to tell people how to make an IMO and an FAA, but like, I'm not that guy. You know what I am? I'm the guy that smokes hella tough and pops even more seeds than most people I know. And I've seen a lot of examples of a lot of seeds and I, and I just know what flavors are and who does what and what you can find in certain flavors if they're named a certain thing. I'm not the guy you come for like the breeder's equation. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just me, you know, and, and it's, and it's freaking, it's actually just getting dirty and down in the farm, you know, like if you go to a farm and you're talking to, you know, farmer John, and he's telling you about his chickens and why he chose them to make his chicken selection, you know, most of the time I'd imagine some of these guys aren't necessarily scientists. They just know from observation that that chicken laid more eggs than the other one and that you know it's just a healthier all over more productive chicken the same thing can be correlated to when it comes to growing these marijuana plants like of course all these slow growth runty ones aren't going to be part of my selection process but it's just like it, it it's 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 weird it's weird how people want to see what they want to see I, I never claim to be anything just just a hard worker and that's it man i i work hard and i i don't think anybody could take that away from me with that said i think we're gonna wrap her up uh thanks again for coming on man uh we'll give you the last thought you got anything you want to say on the way out the door 
Nah, man, you guys go follow Dark Horse Genetics new page. They got shut down. Make sure you guys share it. Thanks, Mace. Thanks for coming on, bro. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Happy I'll see you guys later, man. Yep. Peace. Uh, what's up, everybody? I tried to get Caesar in there, but his camera's broken. Let me fix it. And we back. Oh, they know it's green screen. <laughs> it's not a real banner behind you. All right, everybody, thanks. Uh, or not everybody, thanks, uh, Mace. Uh, that interview was cool. That was. I appreciate you coming on and doing it. And um, yeah, like I say, a lot of people love Mace. A lot of people don't like Mace. And like I say, he's always been a pretty straight up dude to me. So I have no issues with him. But uh, like I say, he's like one of those polarizing figures where people are like, I fucking fuck with this guy. Or people are like, I fucking don't like this guy, but it's weird. But he's um, they say he's become a figure, that's for sure. All right, moving on. Let's talk about um, clone drop. Clone drop, yeah. Let's do the clone drop. Cool. Caesar, you take it away. I'll even make you bigger. All right. So this week, uh, not this week, December eleventh, coming up at uh, Wolfpack, we will have Cushman's Kitchen Sink Number Two. Super Soldier Serum number three. Super Soldier Serum is Kitchen Sink one to Thanos. Thanos is Gittles Bitch Slap. Purple Fluffy Bunnies is Purple Punch to Thanos. Sour Thanos is Sour Diesel Thanos. Jeff Fuel Gelato S1. That's going to be Gelato 45 to High Octane Jeff Fuel G6. A lot of people like that if you like the Kushes and OGs. Uh, Trop Cookies, the Mountain Cut. African Haze 11. If you like Piff or you like any kind of hazes or sativas or, you know, active daytime weed, you'll definitely like this one right here. Uh, garlic gushers that's going to be gmo gushers and potentially we will have gary payton yes sir um what was the day one more time in place it's going to be wolf pack on federal boulevard which is uh, like what's first in federal it's going to be december 11th 12 to 5 last clone drop of the year dark horse clones with th caesar you want to go down there and get him. Last drop we did was really good, or I should say we you did was really successful. It was really quite a few people came down and hooked up. So uh, come early, because there's people that coming to get these shits. Yeah, people drive from pretty far to get them. So definitely, uh, you're gonna want to get there early if you want to get what you want to get. All right. So let's talk about real quick Chicago next week, this weekend, like two days, forty eight hours. Um, Chicago, Nikan. Um, there's a trade show Hilton, the Hilton, geez, I just butchered that all up. Uh, Nikan Chicago is having a trade show this weekend at the Hilton in downtown and you should go cause I'm going to go and I'm going to have the autos, the dark owl autos. So you can get them right then and there. The best stocking stuffer a man or a woman could ever want. It's right here and you can leave with them. So Chicago come down last time was really pretty good. So, um, yeah. Come on down, see us at, uh, I don't know the booth number, I'll post it or something. But Saturday and Sunday, uh, Sunday, 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 Dark Horse, got a booth, knee can, trade show, come see us. All right, what's next? Let's talk to um, year in review or year wrap up, uh, last show of the year. So, yeah, I don't know. I just want to thank the viewers. Like uh, a lot of people, I think the show grew a lot this year. We went from probably a thousand subs to two or three thousand wherever we are now so, so yeah we did pretty good as a channel i think we grew and 
think new people got introduced, so I thank everybody for sharing and showing. And there's, I keep forgetting there's a whole group of audio listeners that don't even watch the show. It's all just podcasts in their ears at work or wherever it may be. So I apologize to you guys that I never really consider too much that you can't see half the shit we're talking about, like looking about, laughing about. But uh, thanks for downloading and checking out the podcast, which somehow is in the top like 100 generally of the home and garden section of podcasts on Apple, which is pretty fucking amazing to me, and Spotify and some other weird ones. So some people are listening out there somewhere. Shout out to you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks to Caesar, who has been, you know, unpaid, kicking it here every single week now for two years, every Wednesday. Yeah, I heard that unpaid. So go and hit that donation link and drop something in the, you know, the dono link so, you know, we can spend some Christmas money. Yeah, we don't, uh, like I say, most of these sponsors just hook up the grow at the warehouse, so we're, this is not a money-making endeavor. And uh, But yeah, I appreciate Caesar for coming in every Wednesday and uh, sitting across from me and getting this thing going every weekend. A lot of the guests, too, honestly, Caesar books a lot of the people because I'm busy as shit running Dark Horse and doing about 20 million other fucking wearing 20 million other hats. And sometimes I'll just come to Caesar on a Wednesday morning and be like, who's the show, what's the show, and it'll fucking make it happen. So shout out Caesar for putting a lot of this together. If you like the show, uh, say thanks to Caesar in the chat or give him a thumbs up. Give him a follow. What's your IG? It should be on the screen. But T H C A E C Z A R seven one eight. T H Caesar seven one eight. There you go. All right, and uh, yeah, I think we're just about done. Seeds can give away those last. Yeah, seeds give away one more free shit of the year. It's free. So we got a nice letter last week. And I think I talked about it briefly on the show, but it was from Terp Wizard, and he sent in some seeds. Uh, looks like we got a baked Alaska and a duck. Confit. Confit. Okay. OG. Um, but yeah, he sent, he's a listener of the show, and he sent a really nice letter in with some gifts and stuff, but he asked us to give these out. Uh, IG just cut off, but uh, yeah, there we go. We'll finish it. And, uh, yeah, let's give these away for everybody who's, except for the IG people, they're, they're missing it. So to win this, uh, you got to send an email to darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com. And what do you want them to write? Uh, Terp Wizard. Yeah, Terp Wizard. You should give them a follow to at Terp underscore Wizard. At T-E-R-P underscore Wizard, W-I-Z-A-R-D. Do I have time to read this real quick? Uh, yeah, you can read it. Sure, fuck it. So it says, I appreciate what you guys are doing with the podcast. It's been nice to listen while these uh, while sorting the seeds and making hash. I wanted to get you guys some seeds to give away on the show. Two of the packs are related to the prior episode I listened to. The Duconfi OG is a Bicket OG hybrid that Bicket was bred by Nick Risden, who I work with to process the flour into the hash rosin. The Baked Alaska is a Northern Lights hybrid, which was, which we talked about on the Neville Shoemaker episode with Todd McCormick. A couple of these packs have 25 seeds in them. And they are labeled with the correct number at the bottom. The seeds were bred outdoors in a uh, huge coulter pit this summer and are processed and being tested. The packaging is made from seeded paper that can be planted or composted to grow flowers once the stickers are peeled off. Also, the shredded cardboard inside the packaging is to be composted. The glass container and core can be recycled. My idea behind this packaging was to create the least amount of waste possible uh, while still trying to represent to present something special to whoever receives these. Hope you guys are around to see them someday. Cool. Thanks for the letter. Thanks for listening. So go ahead. Uh, what number do we want to win? So if you send an email to darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com and you write Terp Wizard 
in the subject line and what number sees we got two packs or both to one winner uh one to each platform one to twitch one to youtube uh since that's all that's up right now so i guess uh 72 and 96 72 and 96 72 uh well it doesn't matter i guess, yeah we won't be able to tell if it's youtube or twitch in the email so whatever just do two numbers 72 we already did 72 the last one uh so 63 63 and 96 yeah 63 and 96 good luck everybody there you go. Subject is Terp Wizard, if you didn't hear it. All right. That's it, man. That's it for the show. Hope everybody have a good holiday. Um, we'll come back in 2022. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll think about it over the break here, but uh, maybe make a few changes, a few adjustments. Oh, yeah. One thing on the way out the door, Bizarre Premium is going to change. So you might want to get on Premium. Um, they're probably going to be at a second tier for international people, but premium starting January 1st is going to include free shipping and then C Bazaar is going to switch to, um, paid shipping for the standard, standard website, but all premium will be free shipping sort of like Amazon prime. So $9 a month, we'll get you, we'll pay for your first package pretty much, but that's the way we're going to roll it out starting 2022. But I really appreciate all the support. That's grown a lot too, through this and everybody on the C Bazaar. I appreciate all the, all the support from there. So yes. But that's it. We have time for one more serenade from the sweet, soulful sounds of Stoned Ninja on the way out the door. Same bat time, same bat channel next year. And we're out of here. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Later. Little power gay fish come sit on my shoulder today. Little gay power fish sit on my shoulder today and make me a fried shrimpy dish with some soy sauce, baby. As the beat drops. Super, super fries. Super fried egg roll, triple fried fried rice. Triple fried rice, baby. Two for one egg roll. Super triple fried rice, triple fried rice, baby. Don't forget the soy sauce. Chan chan chan. There's my gay fish song, dudes. What? <laughs>